0: You're listening to The Lively Show, episode 342. You're listening to The Lively Show. This podcast is designed to uplift, inspire, and add a little extra presence to your everyday. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the new season of The Lively Show. This has gotten off to an interesting start so far. The microphone may sound a little bit different. First of all, I am in a new place, which I'll tell you more about soon, but also my pop filter had broken a few days ago. I realized that as I'm gonna bring the show back, I don't have a pop filter. So hopefully the audio is as good as we can make it at the moment until I get to get a new pop filter for the microphone. But yeah, welcome to season 7,343 or whatever it's been. Oh my gosh, guys, it's almost been seven years of The Lively Show. And how many different eras, genres has this show covered? Pretty much anything I can imagine. I had no idea when I started back in 2014 with the show that I'd still be doing this in two thousand twenty. 2020? Is that what we're in? What year are we in? How could someone forget the year of 2020? But here we are. I'm back again. Took a really, really deep, juicy, long break from the show. So much has changed and evolved since I last spoke with you guys. So I am just excited to dive back in and spend time with you guys and let you guys know a little bit about what my current idea is for this season of the show. I think this is season six or seven. I remember last season, I took such a long hiatus that when I came back, I just kind of literally like I'm doing right now, said, Hey guys, it's like season six or something. And someone said, what about season five? Or maybe I said season seven. And they said, what about season six? So I basically skipped a season. So I don't know if this is season seven or season eight, So we're just gonna roll with it. Whatever season this is, this is the now that we're living in and this is the show (laughs) as it is right now. So as you guys may notice, if you're listening to this on a podcast uh, device of some sort, there should be some new cover art, hopefully, that you're seeing, which is a picture of me on the beach here in Portugal where I'm at at the moment. It is in Comporta, which is a beautiful spot about 90 minutes outside of Lisbon. I was there a few weeks ago. I would actually say about a month ago with my friends. And my friend Jess, while we were on the beach said, Hey Jess, I want to take a picture of you. And so she did. And I was just in my happy place, staring off into the sunset. And I just love that little impromptu photo that she took of me so much. You can see it on my Instagram it's on the community photo that I'm using in the community app, which I'll get to in a second. And it's also the cover of the show, as long as it looks not too pixelated because it is truly an iPhone photo that we took and put the logo on top of. So you'll be noticing that. And you also probably notice the theme song for the show has had two different variations before the one you just heard today. I love the new theme song. I know the first theme song. And if you scroll back to years and years ago, you can listen to the first one. I'm sure longtime listeners remember the very snappy theme song. I even had people asking me for that theme song to be an alarm that they could wake up to. They were so happy listening to it. But here in Portugal, I've become dear friends with a new friend, Matt Nicholson, who is a composer and musician who's very talented. And we spend a lot of time going on walks together and just basically drinking Espumante and just kind of having a nice little life. I have this whole new crew of friends, and Matt is one of them. And as we've spent so much time together, I told him, hey, I'm thinking about coming back to the show. And I had him listen to the theme songs I used for the previous seasons of the show. And he said, you know what, I think we can do a bit better than that. And so this was the second song that he played for me as a recommendation and i was like yes this one this one he sent me or played in front of me like i don't know 15 other songs, but I was like, nope, this second one was it. So I'm so thankful to have it. I, to be honest, don't love the voiceover part of me on top of it. So we may kind of improve that over time, but the song itself is gorgeous. And at the end of this show, we're going to play with actually letting the whole song play out. So if you like it, you can obviously listen to the whole thing or when the show's over, you can stop it whenever you please. But I just want to thank Matt so much for doing such a beautiful job with the new song. In addition to all of this new stuff, I have something else that's new for you as well. If you've been following me on Instagram over the last several months, you know I've been building a community app for the lively community because if there is one thing that this community is in love with, besides consciousness, inner voice, manifesting, the woo, all that stuff, what they also love is meeting each other. So whenever I've hosted live events or online events, the community loves to meet each other. They're so excited to meet people from around the world that are into this stuff because oftentimes, People that are into the lively community work and in the inner voicing may not have other friends or family members in their community that they can connect to on this topic. Or on this level, so this is always something that when they join a class or do a live event, that they're always excited to connect with others. And honestly, the community for the last what has it been twelve years now has been truly exceptional. Ever since day one when I started doing group events online, you could just tell the community in the Slack groups were just thriving on meeting each other. People have met all over the world. They take pictures with each other and share on social media. It's just been such a joy. So out of the six thousand students that have met each other through our online classes that's always been an available thing for people to do but now we have a new brand new and totally free thing for you it's called the lively community app you can go to your app store on your phone and you will be able to find it and download it totally for free it is just a place for you guys to have your own little social media site so you can meet and share with one another When you go into it, you can make your own little profile. We tried to keep it as simple and streamlined. It's kind of a hybrid of like a Facebook and an Instagram, but we tried of course keep it pretty because I love pretty things and I love design and I know that I just wanted it to be the prettiest online space we could make. So this is kind of our little living room, our community center, so to speak, where we can all connect with one another. I have a little feed in there too that's for me to share with you guys, but the rest of the place is totally dedicated all to you guys. So if you're joining one of our classes like IVFT or Cocoon, there are spaces on the app for people to talk and share. You can talk to each other on so many different things. So when you download the app, make your profile, if you feel like you want to join this and then choose the groups that you want to join, you're going to see three already auto downloaded. You're going to see team lively news, the foundation news, and then the podcast, essentially my voice memos or podcasts. So whenever I do one of these types of episodes, you guys will be seeing the update there, but the rest of the groups that you join are totally up to you. You don't have to join any of them. So you could just join the app and just have those three feeds automatically as a part of your account, but you can join any of the groups you want here. Let me actually go into my own phone and actually pull up the app and actually read you off the groups. So this is where we're starting. We can adapt and evolve as we go based on what you guys are actually using and loving the most. So this is like a evolving little experiment for us to try. But like I mentioned, you have the first three groups. Then here are some others you can join if you so choose. And join as many or as few as you like. These are basically conversation threads on these different topics. And I tried, because I know you guys pretty well, to think of the things that I had a feeling you guys would want to talk about. So just join the, and click on the groups that you wanna be a part of. You can unclick a group. So you can join all the groups if you want to start and then unclick some if you wanna leave some or just join them all like I have. The other groups include meetups in real life or online. So if you want to, obviously in real life a little tricky right now, but obviously online is much easier. So if you want to make new friends around the world without lifting a finger, going outside, having to put a mask on or going abroad, you can do that right now by creating a little meetup in that room. So it's a place where you can say, hey, I want to talk to people that are into human design or I want to talk to people that are wanting to find inner voice partners, whatever you guys want to do, or I just want to meet people and see." Seattle? Who else is in Seattle? So you guys can make of that what you will, but that is a spot where you can share that kind of stuff. I always ask, by the way, there's only two guidelines to the app. Number one, be kind, (laughs) pretty simple. Be kind. It's an uplifting space to be in. And number two is to keep it tidy. So keep the content in the groups consistent with the content of that group, because you know, social media, the last thing you want to see is things that you didn't sign up for in the feed. So we're trying to really keep this kind and tidy. Those are the two things for me in social media that matter the most is that I get what I ask for in terms of the content and what it is, what I've elected to see, and then also that people are nice to each other. So that's about it. Now moving on, besides meetups in real life or online, you could join the Business Bulletin Board group, which is a group where people that have business offerings, if you are a coach, an IVFT facilitator, you name it. If you're Spanish teacher and you do Spanish classes online or Portuguese classes online, I probably should (laughs) hire you for that, but you can post your business offerings. If you have an online class that's going live and you want to let people know, share it in the business bulletin board group. Next up, there's manifesting magic. I'm so excited about this one. I'm just so curious to see what you guys do with it. So Manifesting Magic, I kind of created as a place where you guys could write out what your wishes are, what you want to manifest, and others can see what those manifestations that you'd like are. And if you see one that you might be able to help someone manifest You could directly reach out to these people through their profiles or comment below in their post. And if you, let's say someone wants to manifest a photographer for a photo shoot in Seattle and someone knows a photographer in Seattle, you could link your friend's photography in Seattle there or... You know, the sky's the limit. If you guys have extra copies of The Power of Now and you want to gift them to someone, you could post them in there and say, hey, I have some extra copies or I have essential oils that I'm not using anymore because my child was allergic, but they've been barely opened and you want to gift them to someone and someone says, hey, I would love to try your essential oils. And then you guys, you know, make the connection. So you can gift manifestations. You can, but it's always gifting on this one, obviously, but the idea you could give things away that you don't need anymore. You could ask for people's help to manifest something that you need in a place that you're in, you name it. I'm not sure what you guys are gonna do with that one, but I'm curious to find out what manifestations occur because you guys are connected. Now I see on the app, I see Jess's daily updates. Oh, who's that, Jess? So I ask, no, of course it's me. So this is kind of where I'm gonna be sharing my personal updates and stories. It's gonna be a lot about the behind the scenes, so to speak, of what you're gonna hear on The Lively Show in this season, most likely. But it's just kind of my place to share insights into my own life, so to speak. So think of it kind of like my Instagram feed, but I'll be sharing in a more open way because I just feel like this is like truly just my little space on this part of the app for me to talk with you guys and share my own updates. The inner voice in real life is another group that I think will be really cool. So if you guys have stories about how you're using your inner voice in your real life, you can share your stories here and you can obviously give each other prompts that you want to ask, or you could talk about inner voice and how you're using it in your real life. Next up, we have books and resource recommendations. I know you guys love reading and going to conferences and taking classes. So if you guys have recommendations, you can share them here. This is something that people in this, you know, part of the journey just love talking and sharing about things that have changed their lives. So that's a great place to share or read about recommendations if you want to. Next up, we have what I think will be a dear favorite to some people and other people will be able not to join this one, which is perfect. I love that you get to customize your lively community experience. And this one is the super woo crew. So the super woo feed is for everybody that wants to talk about all the super woo things out there. Talk about aliens, talk about past life regressions. It's not that those things are actually woo. It's just a loving, endearing term because people that usually get into all of those things tend to have a nice sense of humor about it as well. And it's the super woo crew. So if you want to get into the Woo, you can join that. Or if you're not into the Woo, don't join that group and you won't have to see that content. So perfect. Next up, we have nature and beauty. This is kind of like a space where you can share your sunsets, your cafe photos, the pretty things you love in life. It's kind of a little bit of an Instagrammy vibe in the sense that it doesn't have to be picture perfect, but it's a place to share visual love of beauty in your life that you wanna share. So I thought that would be a nice thing you guys might like. And then we have two last groups. One is parenting and families, obviously a great topic for so many people in this community that have children and are looking to live the inner voice life with their kids. And they want to talk about how to raise their children with their inner voice and how to use their inner voice with their kids. This is a place I thought you guys might like to share specifically on that topic. And then last but not least so far, our last group is event buddies. Now this is a bit tricky in the real life sense because there's not a lot of events going on, but I myself have gone to many a conference in my day. <laughs> and let's say, for example, with Abraham Hicks, done a few cruises with them, there are discounts if you join a cruise and you have a roommate. But if you're going to the cruise and you don't know anybody, this could be a group you could join and say, hey, I'm going on the Abraham Alaskan cruise next year. Is anyone else going and do they want to be my roommate or do they want to just have a meetup and meet up in the cruise ship and just have a nice little chat and get to know somebody that also listens to the lively show and is a part of the community. So you guys could do that for Joe Dispenza events, you name it, IVFT, I guess, or even like Eckhart Tolle events. You could share rooms and hotels or just meet people that are going to the same events that you are. So And then also you can send each other direct messages, you can friend each other and you'll see each other's feeds in your feed as a friend or if they're a part of the group that you're a part of, you'll obviously see it there or just be a reader and a lurker, it's totally your call. And then you have the navigation. In a short while, we are going to have the collaboratory dropping classes live. So excited to share more about that when it is live. So I'll let that sit for now. I'll tell you more about it next week but we're gonna be creating through IVFT facilitators. They're gonna be starting to teach live dropping classes. I'm calling it kind of in a very light-handed way, micro dosing, micro dosing and psychedelics in that field has become a very popular thing. I'm not saying this is micro dosing and psychedelics whatsoever. It's just micro dosing mini doses of just like an hour, hour and a half time in your inner voice with a group of other people. So if you are new to inner voicing and you wanna give it a try, this is gonna hopefully be one of the best ways to get you started on how to get into your inner voice on a topic of your choosing. And the facilitators are, some of our first thirty facilitators we've ever had—they have been doing such excellent work around the world in their fields and in their specialties. So, I'll tell you guys more about that in the future. But that information and event calendar will be on the navigation for the app as well, and will also be on JessLively.com. Okay, so that's community app. Talked about sixteen minutes on that topic, but it's just been a joy to create for you guys. I want to thank everybody that had to do with it. Michaela, our team Lively manager, for so many years. Thank you so much. Michaela, as you guys may or may not know, she actually has had an amazing opportunity to take a leadership role at a startup, which is so exciting for her. And we have loved having her on our team. Now she's kind of more in the editor at large phase of our system so that she can go focus on that and her new puppy. And then we have our new team member, Lindsay, who is now our new person running the ship of Team Lively. So thank you, Lindsay, so much. She got... Thrown into this and <laughs> just has done such an excellent job and has been working so much to make this as wonderfully for you guys as possible. We also have Claire, our community reader, who's keeping tabs on all the content on the app to make sure it's all clean and tidy and kind and all those sorts of things so your experience can be as high quality as possible. And then let's see, we got Jenna, our graphic design, who has done such a good job with the app and bringing in basically the Lively Show website that she's designed for us to life in app form. This is her first time designing an app as well as my own, and we worked really hard to make it feel as fun for you, as modern for you guys as possible. You'll notice we did a little terrazzo because I really love terrazzo right now. And I thought it would be really cool to have a little bit of an interior hint and design in the space. I know years ago, I probably for sure would have done marble, but right now, 2020, I'm all about the terrazzo for the app. So hopefully you guys enjoy it and use it as much or as little as it brings you joy. But hopefully yeah, it's something you might like just to have as an option, especially in, you know, maybe the event that you're not so into Instagram or Facebook, or you never were, or you're less into those, but you want to find people to talk about this stuff with or meet new friends. Here's a chance for you to do it totally for free if you would like to. Okay, now let's move on. So as you guys know, I mentioned this a little earlier. The photo from the podcast cover is in Portugal because I'm in Portugal. So, how did I go from Hawaii when you last heard me? If you haven't been listening or following anything between the seasons of the show, or you're brand new to this whole thing, hello, my name is Jess Lively. I've had a very interesting life over the last four and a half years as I had the opportunity literally presented on a platter. A woman four and a half years ago bought my house and all my furniture basically she offered it the week before I left on a trip to Europe and then the day before the trip I gave her the keys and she gave me the cash and there I was living out of a suitcase ever since I had a few false starts or not really false starts but little pauses along the four and a half year journey around the world I spent six months in Australia thinking I was gonna end up there but it didn't totally flow longer than those six months to stay and visas have not actually become something yet that's worked out there we'll see in the future parts of my life but so far That's been something I've spent a lot of time in Sydney, but also have not actually found a way to stay there more permanently. Then I also bought a property in Detroit, Michigan, which many people have heard me talk about here on the show. That property for you guys that are interested has been rented. Most of you guys know that by someone else throughout the last few years. And it's been also holding my furniture that I had purchased in Australia when I thought I was going to live in Australia. So it had many multi-purpose uses over the years, but it is now sold. So I'm closing on that if all flows well on January 15th, 2021. So that stuff is actually very shortly going to be packed up and put into storage, hopefully to be coming over here to Portugal. So Lisbon, Portugal here I am, here I am. I came here four years ago, very early in the traveling life that I was in. I didn't even know Lisbon was a city at the time, but I had a listener, dear friend, Joanna, who was here, Portuguese, invited me to Porto to spend a week with her. And I said, sure, why not? So I did. And then she insisted we come to Lisbon. At the time, I had never heard of Lisbon before. This is obviously kind of crazy because Lisbon has since become so popular as a travel destination for people worldwide. But at the time, I was very new to traveling. I was very new to Europe in a, you know broader sense and i didn't know much at all and i didn't even know lisbon or Porto, so for that matter we're cities but within five minutes of coming to lisbon in the dark through an alleyway i saw one fountain in a parking garage and all of a sudden i was having these feelings immediately that were two things that stuck out one i think i could live here and two i think my family's going to come to christmas here one day And I was just like, how the heck did I have these feelings out of the blue in the dark? I mean, I've been in Porto for five days. I never had that feeling there. I certainly liked it, but I didn't feel like I was going to live there or have my family come to Christmas. How specific is that? So it was quite shocking. My friends laughed at me heavily that night going, you haven't even seen it. You don't even know what it looks like. And I was like, I know, I don't know why, but I just instantly loved it. Almost moved here because as I saw what it actually looks like, it's stunningly beautiful and it has just all of the things I love. So I was like, obviously my intuition was quite strong at that point, but it didn't flow to stay. So I didn't. So back then I did not actually at that time, even though I have a picture of me in Santos standing in front of a beautiful building that I wanted to one day live in or something like it, trying to manifest my apartment there one day. I did not do that. The flow had me go on. So I ended up, instead of investing into a place that I would have owned here, I ended up buying some properties to rent out in Detroit, Michigan. These were just little investment properties that were rented by others. So that was kind of what the universe, my intuition being the universe, had asked me to kind of flow me into. So I ended up doing that, and I stayed in the suitcase for a really long time. Then COVID hit, as you guys may know, 2020. I spent the first part of 2020 in Cape Town. Then I went to Bali and was living my best life in Bali and Canggu, loving it. But then as COVID actually was really locking everything down in the countries and everything was so unknown about it, I was not sure what to do. My inner voice said to basically let the person I was very loosely dating at the time decide what to do because I personally was open to either staying and seeing it through with somebody that I was seeing at the time or going on. And he made the decision to go back to where he's from, which is South Africa. So I continued on and I flowed into Hawaii at Dear Dory's guest house in the beach house. And that's where you last found me on the podcast. I was sharing there and I was going so deep into myself along with doing inner voice facilitator training for the first time. So that's what all has happened. Then I had some really deep, profound realizations that were amazing and wonderful. And I just wanted to bask in that experience and truly just be there with myself for that time. So I took time off of the show. But in the meantime, I stayed in Hawaii and integrated all those experiences that I was having in that deep time within myself. And then eventually it was time to keep moving because as much as I loved the place that I was staying in and loved the beach and love walking around and eating the acai bowls and poke bowls, it was not my home. It was Dory's guest house. So I needed to find somewhere new to go. I decided I wanted to go in the mind to London and I thought maybe I'll give it a crack at getting a visa for London. But my intuition told me two things in Hawaii before I even went to London. At the time it said, Texas, Texas, Texas. And I was like, no, 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 I don't want to go to Texas at the time. There's a lot of COVID and restrictions there. And so the last thing I thought was going from Hawaii, which had almost none never really got COVID until actually, ironically, after I left is when they really got their first hit of COVID in any strong way. But at the time I was like, no, I don't really want to go to Texas. But it said very clearly, I would go to Texas before London. And I said very clearly back to it in the mind, mm, I don't think so. It also told me alongside this London thing that I would be in London for a short while, not a long while. So, My mind did not like that, but those are the things the inner voice had told me. And funny enough, when I went to buy the ticket to fly to London, guess where the layovers were? Texas, Texas, Texas. So I had a seven hour layover in Texas, which it was totally on point with. Wasn't there for very long, but seven hours. I did touch down in Texas, and then I did flow on to London where I did mentally plan at least to get a visa and try to settle down in London. But as I was in London, I think it was about three weeks in, I did the quarantine for the first two weeks. And then in the third week, I was talking with friends, two different ones on the same day. They said the same thing. It was like deja vu, but totally different friends that don't even know each other said on the third week on that one Saturday, that one fateful Saturday, they said, you know, the easiest visa to get in Europe is Portugal they both said it. And I was just like, at this point, you know, my whole little history I just shared about Lisbon. I had come back and forth about four to five times after I fell in love with it the first time. I already knew it quite well. Definitely the most heavily visited and frequented parts of the world that I had been traveling to. And so I just like said, sign me up, called the lawyer the next day and got everything started. So intuition was right on point. And then about five weeks from the time I left Hawaii and was in London, I was only in London for five weeks, which was a short while, not a long while. So... There you go. Inner voice with the win. Anyways, here I've been ever since I've been in the visa process. For those that are curious, there's a few different visas that people get if you're a non-European that are typically pretty viable. So the two I've been looking at are the D7 visa or the golden visa. Golden visa is for someone that is investing a very pretty penny to buy land or property here in Portugal. And that has its own visa process. But the one I'm actually exploring is called the D7, which is about having your own income. So for people that make their own income outside of Portugal, if it exceeds 8,400 euros and a few other stipulations per year, you can potentially apply. So obviously, if this is interesting to you, Google D7 Portugal visas and go from there with yourself. But this has been the one that I've been looking into. I'm still in the process of getting the paperwork submitted. Of course, with COVID, it's not the easiest time to do anything in the world, let alone internationally speaking. So this has been where I've been. I came actually over five weeks in from London initially because I needed to get my fingerprints for the background check that has to happen with the visa as well. So I came to go to the consulate and then I've stayed because at the time London was putting a restriction on Portugal returning back to London and I didn't want to quarantine yet again for another two weeks after I'd already done that. So I stayed here, and honestly, it's been the best thing ever. I have met so many friends. I have just re Lisbon in a whole new way because there was a market shift. So I found it in 2016, fell in love with it, wanted to move here. Didn't end up doing so, but came back in 2017 and 2018. And the difference of Lisbon between 2017 and 2018, it was almost unrecognizable to the times and trips I had gone to Between 17 and 18, there was a huge shift. It hit the map on the Instagram traveler's dream place to go because, I mean, it was so clear when I came in 2016 and 17 why this was such a great place and it was so relatively unknown to a lot of people at the time. But obviously by 2018, the secret was out. The cafes were booming and it's such an interesting experience to see the development that's occurred over this whole process as well for the city in many different ways. you can judge good or bad, what is good or bad, you know, but it's been fascinating. There's tons of amazing expats. The community here for nomadic or working online people is really vibrant. There's a really interesting intersection of Portuguese with the expat community. There's tons of, I would actually say the biggest population I meet outside of Portuguese here besides Brazilians would be the French community's quite large here, the British community, some Americans as well. It's just great. I just feel so happy to have such an interesting integration. I am in the visa process. I also spent the first two and a half months living in Airbnbs here as well. Now I'm in a rental that is kind of like a semi-long-term rental, I would call it, for a while until I potentially find a house, which I'm going to tell you a lot about because this kind of goes to what is the season of the show going to be about, what I feel like doing with you guys. I'm going super, super deep into consciousness stuff and all the things that occurred for me over the last few years. And especially this last summer that happened to me while I was in Hawaii with Cocoon and IVFT members, inner voice facilitating tater training, that stuff is where I kind of go into the deeper echelons of things. But what I feel like coming back to when it comes to the show is someone actually on Instagram said the name and reminded me of what I was calling it, The Flow Diaries. I want to come back with The Flow Diaries, at least for right now. That's what's feeling most fun. I sometimes go through waves of not wanting to share every facet of my life super openly in real time with you guys, and sometimes I do want to do it. Right now, I do feel like doing it. It feels fun. I feel like I'm living this reality, this dreamlike state of this universe that we're in right now. And it's been interesting since the shift in this summer to realize the greater perspective about this reality, but still be here and not just stay in more isolated times to actually kind of come back into the world and to have tons of friends and to have a place to be and to stay potentially if that flows. And just to live the uncertainty of all these things along with that. So how does one live a life, which everyone's doing in 2020 more than ever, is knowing that this is so day-to-day, week-to-week, totally unknown. It's like bicycling in the dark. And that's kind of what I'm doing. Yes, the visa process is in process. But also, yes, it's not actually solidified at the moment. We actually have to do a background check yet again, another set of fingerprints. Not because I have a sketchy past, but because we opened the background check and we didn't know from the paperwork and the description of what we needed to send in that the paperwork couldn't have been opened. So now we need to go back to the FBI and they destroy the records after a certain amount of time. So now we get to do it yet again. So there's still this kind of process of the process that still hasn't come to fruition. So there's a little bit of unknown but also options. So it's kind of like still going through. And then there's the house search and looking for a place to be, to stay, to live, potentially to own. So I'm excited to share just the day-to-day of living the unknown and flowing with you guys. And yes, I've done it in vacation mode, so to speak, or Airbnb nomadacy mode, and that you've gotten a lot of over previous seasons of The Lively Show. But right now I'm in a place where I'm excited to see if it flows for me to have a place to be and a space to be in and to share a more, I don't know, potentially semi- stable life in sense of like where I live. I don't know what will happen in the future, but this is where I'm at right now. I'm excited to be able to share the bigger things like the house search can be quite interesting. And some of the things about Portugal or the cultural similarities or differences in the integration of all of that. So that's kind of like for some expats, obviously can relate to that firsthand or for those that are not traveling or living abroad outside of their own country of origin. It might be interesting to hear about all of that because it might be kind of unique for your life and wherever you are and what you're listening to. So some of this might be kind of a little bit of a fun live it with me for right now while we're going through this together. And then there's also like the nitty gritty of just like little tiny things in the day-to-day of life that you might hear me go, Jess, I can't believe you're wasting time on the podcast about that tiny little thing, but it's a tiny little thing in my life that manifests or doesn't or how I'm approaching it mentally or with my inner voice that I think those littler things that I'll also share too can be so relatable, even if you're not trying to get a visa for another part of the world or not trying to do a big house renovation in a country you've never been in before, or learn a language you've never learned before so that you can live in the space that you're in. I'm just excited to share the more interesting and maybe the more unusual stuff that's happening that might not be something in your own life right now for you personally or just like the really nitty gritty mundane things that actually anybody could potentially relate to in some way or other. And those little guys, especially, they might show that even on the tiny things, we can add that level of intention and allowing and surrender to them. Think of this like that beloved book I love so much, The Surrender Experiment. I love Michael Singer and I love that book book and the story of how he lived so many decades of his life, surrendering to the unknown and letting basically essentially the greater aspect of himself, or you could call it the inner voice if you want to, guide his life instead of his mind. Well, I've been basically flowing with a lot of that in my own, and now I'm going to live it with you guys for this time being together, as long as it's fun and flows, to do this with you guys so you guys can see the unknown of it. Because when you read Michael's book, you can slam through that in a day if you really wanted to, or in a few days, and it's kind of up to the point of where the book ends, a known entity. But here I am living it in the unknown in real time with you. So hopefully that's interesting for you. Stick around if you like that idea with the show. So the visa process is very much still going. We're on the third round of submitting the paperwork. The first round they sent back basically there's this middle company in between the consulates right now and the people like me and my visa lawyer so we're putting the paperwork together we send it to this middleman company that then looks at all the paperwork and then if they've approved it and they say yes you've checked all the boxes then they'll send it to the portuguese consulate and then the consulate can actually look at the paperwork and process it so this company the middleman is what we're trying to get through we're on our third round third attempt As soon as we get this next fingerprinting and we get the background check with the fingerprints and then we send it off. I don't know why you have to get extra fingerprints. It's not like I burned off my fingers and now I have a different set of fingerprints to send off, but it is what it is. So I have another visa consulate appointment for my biometrics. They call them the fingerprint appointment on the 23rd and then we'll wait for them to send that paperwork to my parents' house to be sent to the consulate. That is where the visa process is still in process. Thankfully, because of COVID, they have extended the, for people that are here during this kind of time. They're trying to help people not have to be traveling when traveling's not always a great option that people are excited to do right now. So I'm able to stay even just as is with the visa still in the process that we're in until March 31st. And I can extend. So I feel pretty good. It's like, okay, there's nothing immediate and imminent in my life as we go through this. But yes, we are on our third round of getting the paperwork to send off to this place. Because what they requested after the first round of the paperwork, which we thought we did perfectly the first time, they said, nope, it doesn't have... This and this it needs a cashier's check not a regular check all these little nitty-gritty things then the second time we did everything they said we needed to change and then they said oh nope and then there's like three other things that they didn't mention the first time so that's where we're at with the visa process in terms of house searching i have looked at almost every single spectrum you can imagine (laughs) when it comes to houses and price options here in lisbon i fell in love with the place very early on i was trying to put in an offer that we would agree on with the owner of the house. I was looking and talking with banks and all of that after weeks and weeks and weeks of all of that one specific house, it didn't work out. We couldn't find an agreed-upon price, and I didn't love personally how the person handled the whole thing. It's very interesting when you come from a certain culture that does things a certain way, and you interact with a different culture that does things another way. And This was not even a Portuguese person, so it wasn't even necessarily a Portuguese way of doing things, but it just didn't rub me the right way. It did not flow. Let's just say that. And I have been holding so strongly to two things when it comes to the house search. One is actually from their Lively Show, Back with Clotilde. If you guys remember the episode, I don't remember the number of the episode, but it was great. I would search the Lively Show and Clotilde to see if you could find it. Oh, so good. Her inner voice Basically, it was a hybrid of her inner voice and a kind of a channeling state, and they called themselves the bud, and they talked about how Clotilde in France had wanted this house and how she had, as the mind, saw it, got so excited about it, put everything she could together so that she could get it and make it work, but then a year or a year and a half into having the property after she did make it work, it always had problems and difficulties. And they said, I asked the, the bud and the inner voice of Clotilde, I said, if you could have done it differently, what would you have done? And they said very clearly, we would have waited. We would have not rushed. We would have been really comfortable where we were. We would have really enjoyed it, even though the mind of Clotilde was really anxious and excited to go on to something new, bigger, and better at the time. It said, we would have actually settled in more to that place that she was in previously. And then waited because something better would have showed up. But I understand so much, so much compassion for the mind of Clotilde because when I saw this first place, I too was like, I searched and searched for weeks before that specific place popped up. And then I felt so clearly like, this is the one. There was no doubt in the mind at least. And then I did hear, I can be honest and say at the end of it, the inner voice said, you will not have to come back. That's what I heard very clearly as I was in the flat leaving. I said, you will not have to come back. Now, of course, that's very clear when you think back to it because it didn't work out. But at the time I kept trying to rationalize, well, maybe it means like I won't have to come back to look at it again before I close on it. Or maybe it means, nope, it really was. You will not have to come back. I did not go back to that flat after all of those weeks after trying to get everything sorted out. So I've been really holding on to and allowing that to not work out and not letting that be a bad thing because of that. The other little piece of wisdom I'm holding on from Abraham to so much is if the journey to where you're going is not fun, neither will the destination. So with all the other places and even that first one, I kind of watched the unfolding of different places I would find. I probably had three or four major contenders where I was close to or actually putting in offers on places here but I always would watch very carefully the energy of the place. And I'd say, if the journey was not becoming very fun, not to push or stress or strive for that, to let it be fine to fall apart. Because if the journey was not fun to where I was going, neither would the destination. And so most recently I put an offer on a place that had a lot of potential and a lot of details that I truly did like. And so there were also some concerns about the building and the age of the building itself, the hallways, the electricity in the hallways, Potential roof leaking and some interesting neighbors, to say the least. But I was kind of like, all right, we'll see if it flows. And it did until it didn't. When it actually came to getting an appraisal to see what the value of the property would be before renovation and then after renovation, I sent those numbers off to the seller and they want a lot more money than what the appraisal was offering. So with that in mind, knowing the mortgage wasn't gonna come in for what this person was asking for, I just saw that as a sign of, I don't know what I don't know about the neighbors of the state of the building or whatever could happen with that place, but I let it go. As much as I liked it and saw the potential in it, I let it go. So I've had a handful of those types of experiences. I'll spare you all those details because we're coming in hot right where we are in the now right now. So as I am in the house searching now, a few days ago, I got the idea. One of the things I noticed is that I love the grandeur of some of these beautiful, exquisite, 100, 200, 300-year-old places that are buildings with these, I call them wedding cake ceilings. You will see me if you follow on Instagram or in the community app. I love the detailing on the ceilings. They are often in the more modernized version, painted white, and they just have pieces of, wood that are carved like flowers and fruits and you name it. I've seen turkeys on the ceiling in the dining rooms. It's just a piece of, you know, they were murals and art at the time hundreds of years ago. And now a lot of these places are all painted super beautifully white. And then the detailing just shines. It's just like this mandala in the ceiling is just amazing. I love them so much. It's what I also fell in love with four years ago. And wanted back then, so I've been looking for wedding cake ceilings, and one of the things I've also found is that a lot of the most beautiful ones are very large square feet. So there's kind of like a lot of places here, like 50 to 70 square meters, so five to maybe 700 square feet, or 200 square meters or more. So there's a lot of these, I call them big berthas, big beauties, that are quite large for someone just like me, that has basically one bedroom's worth, like a lofted bedroom's worth of furniture. So one of the ideas I'm, exploring now after looking at tiny ones and medium-sized ones is actually looking at these bigger ones that I don't necessarily need that entire footprint by myself. But one idea I'm now exploring is could I take one of those big beauties that have the grandeur, that have the cakes and the wedding cake ceilings and the height of the ceilings and all the things that I love so much and actually see about turning part of it into a rental or to a space that I could share with the lively community could I make a place that's a apartment for me and also an apartment for you, so to speak. So I don't know exactly what the flow will be, but this is what the new little idea we're exploring could be, is could I have my unit split into two? Some people do do this, so it's not out of the question. I know that might sound a little weird. I had never really, in Chicago, for example, really known of anything like that, but we'll see. I've got some viewings on Friday that I'll be looking at that could be contenders and looking into it. I talked to the mortgage broker guy that I have here who's been able to give me his rundown on what he thinks the outlook at the mortgage Outlook would be so. Yeah, I'm kind of excited to see because the idea of having this kind of space that you guys might be able to stay in for short stays or maybe like six to 12 month stays, we'll see. I just think is such an interesting idea given the unique position that this community is and my podcast and my time with you guys. I meet a lot of you guys. Actually, today someone saw me in the neighborhood that I live in. They're like, "Was that you, Jess?" and sent me a message on Instagram. She didn't say hi because she wasn't sure if it was me, but. I know. I've run into you everywhere in the world I've been. I find listeners. So it's so neat to think that a lot of you guys may also be dipping your toes into some of that nomadic traveling waters. So some of you guys might want to have a short-term rental in Lisbon. It's such a great place to be. It could be fun for you guys for potentially staying. So not necessarily personally interested in Airbnb, although of course that could be an option, but more I'm interested in the lively community because you guys are just so awesome. And I just feel like that would be just such a great fit. So we shall see. And if this does flow, what a fun thing to talk about here on the show too, is to share the unfolding of that. A lot of these big beauties need tons of renovation. Some of them are really well kept or have been renovated and many others have not. So we'll see which one flows. Or the other option I've also considered was going on the smaller side. Back when I didn't think about renting part of the place to the lively community, I was looking at smaller places for a little while, thinking maybe I would have a small place in the city and also potentially a small beach house out in the countryside near the water because there's so many beautiful beach towns in Portugal and that would be beautiful. After all my time, I'm in Hawaii and Bali and Cape Town this year, I really truly fell in love with the beach and time in nature away from the hustle and bustle of the city. So having the hybrid life sounds very appealing as well. So I've also been looking in areas outside of Lisbon like Comporta and Malids and just kind of checking out what other options there could be. And part of me was like, well, maybe who knows, maybe it'll flow that I get the beach house before I get a place of my own in the city, or maybe the city will come first and a beach will come second, or maybe who knows what will happen. So I've also been exploring those options and opportunities too. Nothing's popped out there, but it is nice to be able to explore and start to feel like I'm getting a clear idea of what I like and I don't like outside of Lisbon potentially as well. That is, all of that, I'm sure you'll hear many details as the flow diaries continue around property because I'm spending a lot of time on the community app building that, but now that's done. So really, it's just like looking into potential places to live and renovate here in Portugal. Last up, let's see. Oh, here's some tiny little things. These are like little flows. One of the things that's popped in my life and manifested really nicely is Pilates class. I'd love to do pottery and Pilates. They were two hobbies that I took up in Sydney, Australia, and I love them so much there. And I would love to do them again here in Lisbon. But I really waited and was patient with them. There's kind of been this unfolding here, whether it's right or wrong, it it is what it is, but it just feels like I've had this sense of like unfolding of this and then that, and then this and then that, and it kind of just flows together. So one of the things when I got here was that it was like Airbnbs were where I was staying in the beginning, very much travel mode, very familiar to my life in the last four and a half years. But as I was trying to settle into a more stable place, I kind of knew I wanted to do Pilates and pottery, but I kind of allowed that to happen after I got settled into a place that was more stable. For those two, three or four weeks, I was in a place at a time in an Airbnb life. It just didn't feel settled enough for me to have these more ongoing activities. So I kind of lived a more travely kind of version of Lisbon for those months. And then as I got the place that I'm now in, I just started to look into what would pop. So I would look up stuff on Google, of course, and look at reviews, of course, but I, there wasn't like a clear knowingness about which to do and which to go to. So eventually I heard from friends about a gym that was doing some personal Pilates. So I checked that out and it was great. I liked the trainer a lot, but the gym itself wasn't the right fit for me. It has a really high monthly rate that I just didn't really need to get the full value out of because really I just wanted the Pilates classes like I took in Sydney. So I let that go, but I really enjoyed the instructor that I worked with that one time. So I was kind of bummed that I didn't get his contact information the way it flowed when I was at the class. I had to leave quite quickly because of the curfews and closing times in Portugal and the weekends they've been closing things. And even in the holidays, they've been doing it at like midday. So a lot of stuff has to close down at one or 3 p.m. So I was at the end of one of those closing times of Portugal in that period. So I couldn't really get to know the person or get to know where else they may have trained. But lo and behold, after that didn't work out, I surrendered the fact that I wasn't gonna to go to that gym because it wasn't flowing and I knew if the place of destination won't be fun, if the journey isn't fun. And I knew the gym itself wasn't required. So I let that go and then I went back to the drawing board, went back to good old Google. I probably searched Pilates classes and places and spaces Six or seven times over the last few months, but I did it again. And then all of a sudden, I noticed this other one, this other Pilates studio. I had good reviews, and I probably, as you guys might know, love aligned numbers. So I do kind of use repeating numbers. It could be 111, 222, 33 in the phone number and the address or anything. If I could see some repetition of numbers or letters, that's usually a little Easter egg hunt, a little clue in my way I play this reality. And I've been amazed because as Abraham Hicks says, if you choose to make something significant, your inner voice can source, the essence part of you can play with it. So it can use that to guide you. Actually, as I say this, I'm at 54% on my laptop and it's 5.40 PM. So 5.454 is what I'm looking at right now as I record this for you. So that's just, again, another example of that repeating numbers. It's like a good luck charm. It's a its a sign to move forward, so to speak. Anyway, so I picked this new studio and I reached out. And when I Googled and searched the reviews, one of the interesting things I did notice about this new studio that suddenly stood out to me was that there was a review from a Tiago. And the instructor that I went to at the other gym was named Tiago, but he had a beard. And so I was like, it could be him, but there's a lot of dark haired Tiagos in Portugal. So I was like, this could just be someone else that kind of looks like them with the same name. I'm not sure. But I kind of also took that as a little bit of a good sign that I should go there because if I liked Tiago going to the place where a guy that kind of looks like Tiago left a good review, that could be good. So I ended up going just today and I went in and lo and behold, who was there? But Tiago, that was the guy. So I found my instructor after all at a different gym that to be honest, I loved, I loved the other space. This new space doesn't have an extra monthly fee for the gym itself. I don't need to worry about that. The hourly rate for the classes is actually cheaper to do it one-on-one than it was at the other first place I was at. Oh, it has like three reformers instead of just one, like the other place. So my friend Mary can come with me if I want to, you know, have a little buddy class, which we wouldn't have been able to do somewhere else. So it really, really did work out. And I was like, wow, what an amazing thing. I'm glad I surrendered and let go of the first one. And here I am with part of what I loved, which was the instructor, but then also not at the gym that didn't flow. So how good is that? One of the things I'm also looking to manifest, I'm putting this out there just generally speaking, that I'm excited to tell you when and where this one pops is to have an address where I can have packages delivered because here in Portugal, I'm sure you'll probably hear me talk about this and anyone that's spent any time in Portugal knows the difficulty of shipping and receiving things here in Portugal. It's wild guys, like they have this VAT, which is a tax that they put on things that are coming from outside the EU. They say it's supposed to be 27%, but I know many, many people that have applied or sent things in and they get taxed on the VAT, so to speak, but it just, it doesn't even make sense. It's like they're getting taxed 50% or 100% of the value of the goods just to receive them. It's wild. And also the mail delivery system's very inconsistent. And so I'd love to find a way that I could have my packages delivered somewhere that I know is gonna be able to receive them. So some people here in Portugal to get around this will use, obviously if they have a doorman, that's ideal, because they could sign for the packages, but my building doesn't have a doorman. I have used the cafe across the street, which I love, but their space is so tiny and I don't really want to feel like I'm bothering them. I want to like order something on Amazon or who knows what. So I've been looking to find a place to have packages be able to be delivered. Nothing has manifested yet, but that'll be an interesting one to see how that happens. I know it's a tiny thing, but I'm curious about how it occurs. So I'll keep you posted. And then last but not least, another fun little thing that I just thought I would share. And it was just such a fun manifestation was, I have things, as you can imagine, I've been traveling for so long and in so many different places. And sometimes you go from a place that's very hot to a place that's very cold. So you need very different types of clothing or vice versa. And so I would make a big shift from one type of climate to another. Sometimes I would end up leaving things at the place that I was at with friends so that I can move on with a lighter load because I wouldn't need whatever it was. Like for example, I have a giant parka that is very good for Michigan or maybe even very cold days in London, but I did not need them in 80, 90 degree Lisbon when I came over in September. So I did not bring all of the things that I had in London. I also had a very big fluffy throw that I bought last year. I felt so over the top buying this big fur throw, but after four and a half years of living in suitcase life. I just really wanted this throw. And I knew it logically made no sense to buy a big, I mean, the thing is the size of like your duvet, but it's just the softest furry thing. I got it at the white company in London. I fell in love with it. My heart just leapt and I was like, you know what? This makes no sense, but I'm going to get it anyways. My dear friend Didi in London allowed me to leave it at her house. And then over the time, a few other things as well. So I had a bit of clothing, the parka and the big fluffy throw. And now that I have a place here, I'm trying to kind of like collect all my belongings around the world. There's a suitcase in South Africa at my friend Danielle's place. There's a crystal in Australia at my friend Catherine's place. There was some clothing I left at Dory's house in Hawaii, but that actually got shipped off to Michigan. So that's all good because that's going to get loaded up and stored with all the Michigan and Australia stuff. So that's taken care of. But this London stuff, I was wondering how I was going to get it from London over here. Well, dee has been out of London for a long time, so there was no one even to send it over. But once she got back, the other day, I was on a walk with my friend Matt, the one that's the composer that did the song that you're hearing from the theme song, and he had ordered a Peloton and was having it sent from London, because he's British and his family lives in the UK, to Lisbon, because he lives here as well. And so he was getting this shipped over. Now, I knew that he was getting it shipped over, but assumed it was gonna be by aircraft or like, you know, like FedEx or something. Probably very expensive, but I just assumed that. He actually found the cheapest way to get it over here was through a van. And so when he actually explained that more clearly, I realized that Didi had just gotten home to London. I was about to have her send the stuff over through DHL anyways, but it turned out it got to go with the Peloton in the van. So it was the easiest thing. We just sent the stuff from London to Matt's parents' house. And then I also ordered lovely sparkling water that I love from London through the UK Amazon, and then put that in this package of the the shipment because we didn't have to worry about the package handling costs because it was in a van. It didn't matter what things weighed. So we sent the stuff over and I got it days later. So like a really cheap shipment from London to outside of London, and then it was just put in with the Peloton and arrived. So that was a really fun manifestation that was far easier, less hassle, and less expensive than it would have otherwise been. Not a very massive one, but it did just kind of take that relaxing and allowing, relaxing allowing, and letting it go and letting it go, and then eventually the perfect opportunity popped up. So there you have it, guys. There's some big things like the big visa and the big you know, house hunt. And there are little things like the Pilates class and the stuff coming over from London to Lisbon. I've now got it all. It's so sweet. But yeah, I guess that's for now what I have for you. It's a nice little hour-long chat. Hopefully you guys enjoy this. I know a lot of people listen to the podcast as alignment time time to feel good and feel like their energies kind of getting into alignment with their inner voices so hopefully that effect might be happening for some people that are listening that's awesome and like I also mentioned the lively community app is totally free and available for you to download now so feel free to head over and check it out join it if you want to and it seems fun if you want to make friends go for it you don't have to of course but it's there for you if you'd like it. And until next time I talk with you, most likely next week, may something wonderful happen to you today.